Hey, my name is Bill. And my name is Danny. And we are a, a couple, couple of Park, park hoppers. hoppers. This past week, Disney announced lots of information regarding some highly anticipated upcoming events. This year's Taste of Epcot International Food and Wine Festival menu was announced recently. We're going to go over booth menus, recommendations from past events, and what new things we're most excited to try. And Run Disney gave us all the details for the return of in-person races. All this and more up next. Let's, Let's hop, hop to it. it. so excited that objectively the best festival is about to be here again at Epcot. <laughs> yeah. Who doesn't love food and who doesn't love wine and beer and dessert? And all of the delicious things yeah. that come with these festivals. Absolutely. But objectively, I feel like food and wine for some reason has the best food and wine slash as it should drink. <laughs> I mean, why why would Flower and Garden have better food than food and wine? I you know, I don't know. It shouldn't. Why would the Festival of the Holidays have better food than food and wine? I mean, I will say that holidays are like known for like having good food. Sure. Like everybody knows that. But this is the food festival. Sure. Yeah. You're, you know? you're, you're not wrong. <laughs> I'm just saying objectively, this is the best one out of all of them in terms of food and wine slash drink. This is essentially like an international comic con for food. Inside Epcot. Yeah. And you pay to meet all the delicious food. <laughs> <laughs> but way less than autographs at Comic-Con. Oh my gosh. So much less. Some I of those. not believe are how expensive that kind of stuff some is. Some of those are so expensive. It's like, I understand maybe if there's somebody you really want to meet and you want to take a picture with them, uh, like a, a one-time thing, like a bucket list item, like me, I would probably pay to get a picture with Jeff Goldblum. I knew that you were going to say that. Because I love that guy so much. Um, but there's not many people that I would pay to take a photo with. But that guy, I probably would. I would definitely go in with you to do that. There's a there's a couple other people I've imagined that if they like came to a Comic Con near us, I might pay for it. Yeah. Um, the Backstreet Boys have been going to Comic Cons. Yeah. You're on your own on that one. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> but like two of them are gonna be at one near us, and then. Two of the NSYNC members are gonna be there, so it's like a combo. And I'm like, Ooh. I don't know if I can like back sync. Yeah, I don't know if I can like uh, <laughs> you know convince myself. Sync Street. Sync Street. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I just don't know if I can you know pay for that. It's, I'd rather meet all five of the Backstreet Boys. And for some reason, I just always think of um, I would love to meet the Lonely Island. Okay, <laughs> Andy Samberg's a boss. The I, other two, I don't care about. Right, but like, <laughs> wouldn't she? I feel like I would just love to meet Andy Samberg. Like, sure. I just think he would be just hilarious to meet. Yeah. But aside from that, there's not many people that I can think of right off the bat, unless uh, unless we're talking like Marvel movie. Yeah, actors. I would probably do Chris Evans too. <laughs> well, not not like that, guys. <laughs> not like that. Relax, calm down. This is not an NSFW show. <laughs> I would do the autograph opportunity with Chris Evans. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big cap guy. Yes, uh, I mean, I feel like any of the the. Marvel characters I would love to meet. Yeah. Like uh, any of the actors I feel like I would probably 
probably be down for. Robert Downey Jr. would be a oh, good one. Legendary. I would probably just giggle. I wouldn't even know what to say. <laughs> Chris Evans, I would yeah. just giggle. Chris Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth, just, yeah. Just melt into a pool of butter. Yeah. yeah. I, there's <laughs> Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. I know you're a big Mark Ruffalo fan. I love Mark Ruffalo. Oh, man. Like, he, he's so great in movies like 13 Going on 30 and all these random movies that I watched once with him in it. Yeah. But, yeah, I would I would do any of those those guys. I would definitely pay for it at Comic-Con. But let's go back to the yeah. food and wine Comic-Con. Yeah. You know one <laughs> thing that the Avengers all like to do together? What? Eat food. They do. And you know what we all like to do together when food and wine starts? Eat food. We love that. Yeah. And so every year, the International Food and Wine Festival comes to Epcot, and it is returning again today, July 15th. It is starting today. As you're listening to this, you can hop in your car, hop in your plane, hop in your teleportation device, and get to Epcot and enjoy the Taste of Epcot International Food and Wine Festival. And if you have a teleportation device, call us. We, yeah. <laughs> we, we'd like to pay you to use that. Yeah. But um, it is really, really exciting to have Food & Wine back here in Walt Disney World again. It was a really long festival last year, and it's a really long festival again this year. Uh, it is running from July 15th today until November 20th. That is over four months. That's 129 days of the Taste of Epcot International Food and Wine Festival. That is such a mouthful. It, it really is. It's like Hagrid's Mag- Magical Creatures Motorbike Adventure. Yes, but this is more delicious. It's true. Well, the the awesome thing about this year is if you are fully vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask. Where I felt like last year we were still like not sure how to well we weren't (laughs) sure how to do any of this so yeah it was weird so you were like is it okay if i eat like can i eat in public Mm -hmm. and then you'd get something and you'd like get to a table and then like when you were at the table you would like you know very carefully remove your mask and eat and then as soon as you were done you were like okay it's got to go back on right like nobody's looking (sighs) yeah like it was it was just it was fun but it was like a little (laughs) stress inducing and like the over sanitizing and it was just like should i even be eating here we're like sanitizing every table we sat at it was it was a weird time but we're back in uh almost normalcy again uh here in uh, in orlando but we just wanted to go over everything that has to do with the 2021 epcot international food and wine festival presented by corksicle opening july 15th um so what we're gonna do here is we have the entire menu in front of us we're not gonna go down every single detail of this but what we are going to do is we're going to explain that there are seven new marketplaces that have never been a part or not recently been a part of the food and wine festival we're going to touch on those first where they are and when they're going to be open and then we're going to kind of touch on each menu uh, as far as the food and the dessert goes there's way too many drink offerings and way too many things that are hard to pronounce yeah there's as, as some, far as wines go there are some booths that have like 10 different options yeah. for drinks and i mean if you're not really familiar with like the way that alcohol breaks down or maybe you don't drink or maybe you're just it's not something that you prefer to spend your money on when you go to epcot um that would be a very very long episode for us however we will say that if there is something that looks kind of special and unique from the drinks we will mention it so but we don't want you guys just listening to a 45 minute 
wineless. <laughs> exactly. So. <laughs> so when we post this episode on a couple of parkhoppers.com, I will put a link to the menu that we're going off of here from disneyparksblog.com. Uh, and so you guys can actually check out the uh, wine and uh, drink list if that sort of thing interests you. Well, let's just jump right into it. So yeah. um, first, guys, we're going to go over all the things that are open now. And then at the end, we're going to go over all the booths that open October 1st. Yeah. And for the first time, um, that, from my understanding, they're going to be opening everything um, right away, except for things that they're opening specifically for the 50th. Yeah, so it's, it's kind of like a phase one, phase two type deal for food and wine. I believe the stuff that opens on July 15th will remain open as of October 1st, but there are several booths that are opening on October 1st that will not be open uh, today when you go to uh, to Epcot to go enjoy the festival. Just going to have to wait a little bit longer. So let's touch on the seven new marketplaces because these are not uh, your typical country marketplaces. There's seven of them listed. Two of them are opening October 1st, but we'll get to that in a second. But the first one um, is the Noodle Exchange, and that's near Traveler's Cafe. Uh, the Tangerine Cafe, the Flavors of the Medina, I'm assuming that's in Morocco. Uh, the Rotunda Bistro, that's in the American Adventure Rotunda. That's really interesting because normally the food and wine booth in America is outside to the right if you're facing America. Right. And now there's going to be an additional booth inside the, the large circular room when you go inside the uh, American Adventure. So that's pretty cool. Okay. Uh, the Swanky Saucy Swine. I'm assuming that has to do with pig stuff. Yes. And that's over near Disney Traders. This one I'm really excited about, the Brew Wing at the Epcot Experience. And then opening October 1st, both of these will be Lobster Landing and Mac and Eats. And they'll both be near Mission Space. So all of these are new and these are really, really exciting. So I'm excited to go over all these and see, you know, what we're looking forward to trying over the next couple months. Sorry, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, let's just jump right into it. Yeah, absolutely. So let's jump in. Uh, every year, it seems now there's a lot of plant-based options for these festivals at Disney. And so the first uh, thing we're going to touch on is the Earth Eats booth. And that's presented by Impossible. And that's between Imagination and the Refreshment Port. So if you go through Future World towards uh, World Showcase and you stay to the right, it'll be right there before you get into World Showcase. Yeah, and so they, they're going to have two different food options. Uh, the first is going to be the Impossible Burger Slider, and that is going to have wasabi cream and spicy slaw on a sesame seed bun. And again, this is plant-based. And then they're also going to have an Impossible Three Bean Chili. And so this that particular chili is new. And if you guys have ever eaten an Impossible Burger, it's actually really good. It tastes just like actual meat. Which is what you want, I guess, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, the thing is, we've had the Impossible Burger at places like... Um, Red Robin. Red Yum. Robin. Thank you. Red Robin. And then we've had them at Burger King. Burger, Burger King, yeah. Burger King has it now. Um, but it, the Impossible Burger or the Impossible product in general is actually, in my humble opinion, one of the best meat substitutes because some of the other meat substitutes are not good. Not as good. <laughs> and don't, definitely don't taste nearly as much like meat as the Impossible stuff does. Yeah, some of it just 
definitely tastes plant-based and some of it just doesn't it doesn't taste like food no <laughs> so definitely not so those are two awesome options um i think the impossible burger slider sounds pretty good the only thing that kind of scares me a little bit is wasabi cream because wasabi is so hot and i do not eat it with my sushi i am a wuss yeah but i also think that this is disney spicy sure so sure we'll, we'll have to check it out and and see yeah but so that's going to be our first booth um our second booth is going to be brand new, and this is called the Noodle Exchange. This and is going to be really cool. The Noodle Exchange over near Traveler's Cafe has a couple of options. So this is going to be really exciting because this is also going to be available when it starts getting a little bit cooler out. So soup is going to be a good yeah. option. So the first thing they're going to have is a traditional spicy Vietnamese beef pho with shaved beef and gnocchi mushrooms and Thai basil. So that's brand new. Um, I feel like I'm going to totally not say <laughs> any. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you want to try or if you want me to try. Sure. Uh, the char su pork udon with enoki mushrooms, bok choy, and soy pickled egg. That sounds very interesting. The shrimp and coconut curry rice noodles with shiitake mushrooms and Thai basil. And then the last one is... We've got tofu pho with enoki mushrooms and Thai basil. Man, that stressed me out Just, trying to say those yeah, things. Yeah, right? <laughs> but looking at the photos on the Disney Parks blog post that we're getting this from, it kind of reminds me of ramen. Yeah. It looks like noodles with, with either seafood or beef inside of a bowl, and that looks really, really good to me. Yeah, I would definitely try these, especially on a colder day. I think that this is going to absolutely hit the spot, especially if you go to Epcot at night when, as it's going to be open a little bit later. Imagine it's nice and cold at Epcot. You're trying to warm up. Get some tiny bowls of soup. Yeah. Delicious. That I, I love this option. I think it's going to be so much fun to be able to try that. Uh, so the next booth that we're going to cover is called Shimmering Sips, hosted by Corksicle. And that's near the Port Ventry that is over by the right side of Future World again. Um, we have a couple of things at this booth that are uh, not regular food items. They're more of like a desserty type uh, couple of items. And we've got uh, shimmering strawberry soft serve and a waffle cone. That sounds really good. That sounds delicious. And banana bread with mixed berry compote. And it says plant-based, so that kind of makes me question it a little bit because I love banana bread. But if it's plant-based banana bread, I don't know if that's going to be as good or not. I feel like sometimes those are just hit or miss because a banana is not like meat, so it's not like anything different. Yeah. It just depends what else they add to it. And But I, I, I trust Disney. I think that maybe this could be pretty good. Yeah. Now, one thing that I want to mention that I'm seeing on the drinks, I know uh, we said that we I were going to point that out. That we were going to be mentioning if there were any drinks that look special. And we are huge fans of this from getting breakfast at the Wave. Yes, there is a tropical mimosa with sparkling wine and passion fruit, orange, and guava juices. AKA pog juice, AKA jungle juice, AKA stitch juice, whatever you want to call it, but that orange deliciousness that you can find at Tusker House, uh, you can find at the Polynesian Resort, it is so good, and if you make a mimosa with it, it's it's that much better. And I do want to mention that there are two other mimosas, one's a key lime mimosa, and one's a blood orange mimosa, and you can get an or or you can get a mimosa flight. That sounds at cool. this booth. But honestly, if 
if it were my choice, I would just get the Pog Mimosa because yeah. it's so good. Exactly. Uh, next up on our list is Australia, mate. It's over near Port of Entry. I'm probably going to get butchered for that accent. Oh, not as bad as Somebody, I would be somebody's butchered. Somebody's going to kill us. <laughs> Steve and Crikey. This menu sounds delicious. All right. The food. Uh, grilled sweet and spicy bush berry shrimp with pineapple, pepper, onion, and snap peas. Oh, that sounds really interesting. I think I might like that. Yeah, I can see the picture there on the top. It looks, uh, it looks pretty good. Well, the second thing is going to be roasted lamb chop with sweet potato puree. Bushberry pea salad and pistachio pomegranate gremolata. What are bushberries? I don't know, but they sound fun. <laughs> to see both of those dishes feature bushberries, and I just kind of want to see if I can Google real quick what a bushberry is. A bushberry has got to be something that's like. It's got to be native to Australia or something, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. No, it looks like it, they're they're grown in America. Uh, types of red berries, something. Yeah. All right. We're not, we're not going to dive too far into that. Yeah. <laughs> Tune into our next episode yeah. on Bushberries. Uh, Bushberry <laughs> review. <laughs> um, and then the final uh, food item for the Australia booth is the deconstructed pavlova with pastry cream, citrus macerated berries, and lemon myrtle meringue. That is a mouthful. Oh, my goodness. Um, and that is gluten and wheat friendly. All of that sounds... Actually, the whole menu is gl gluten and wheat friendly, so... Any of you guys with gluten allergies or, or wheat allergies, come on down to Australia and get yourself some food. They'll take care of you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, mate. All right. Well, the next one um, is going to be the refreshment port hosted by Borzen. Yeah, Borzen! Near Canada. All right. And uh, I was it last year that they had Bo the Borzen booth in... Uh, in World Showplace. The mac and cheese booth. The mac and cheese booth. Borzen was the all-star of that whole World Showplace Pavilion last year. It knocked our socks off, like to the point where... I was barefoot. <laughs> yes. And but to the point where we went back and got all four mac and... Or all three mac and yeah. cheeses. Yeah. We, we skipped out on the, the plant-based plant one. Yeah, it was yeah. kind of... So the actual... But for that, the, the actual like meat and veggies were good, but plant-based cheese yeah. was sad yeah. but um <laughs> but we have a couple options at the refreshment port so the first one is going to be braised beef poutine yes. french fries boars and garlic and fine herbs cheese sauce cheese curds and gherkin relish so the bo the boars and garlic fine herbs and cheese sauce was the cheese that they actually did use for the mac and cheese booth last year so i'm really excited that that's being included Braised beef, delicious. Poutine, fantastic. And combine those three elements, I am definitely going to try that. I do have to say that the Borzen cheese sauce, I mean, if you're going to want to have like a cup of that, honestly, yeah. it's so good. Yeah. As disgusting as that just it's, sounds, it's you'll rich, know when you try it's it. It's really good. Yeah, it is so good. I wonder if you'll like that, though, because the gherkin relish, I think gherkin is like a sweeter pickle. Oh, yeah. So maybe you might have to get it without the relish. Yeah, no relish, Because gherkins taste like bread and butter, but they're like the long, pickly things. I'm wondering if the gherkin is just a pickle, or is it the bread and butter pickle? I have no idea. We're not going to dive too much into these specifics. Pickles Bush next week on <laughs> a couple of park hoppers. Bushberries and pickles. Ooh. Tune in next week. <laughs> Bushberries and pickles, yeah. <laughs> well, we're going to move on to our next booth. So our next booth is going to be Canada. Now, Canada is, we're going to have uh, two different offerings. The first is going to be Canadian cheddar and bacon soup served with a pretzel roll. 
And the second is going to be a wild mushroom beef filet mignon with truffle butter sauce. So both of these items were probably the all-stars of the last couple of food and wine festivals. Right. This is always offered, at least since we've been here, it's always been offered at the Canada booth for food and wine. That Canadian cheddar bacon and soup with the pretzel roll and the Le Cellier wild mushroom beef filet mignon, both are served at Le Cellier Steakhouse in Canada, and both are absolutely the best bang for your buck at the Food and Wine Festival. And I will say that uh, visiting La Cellier is on our short list of something we'd like to do. Like a date it, night. It, yes, definitely a date night. I will not wear a t-shirt there. Um, but <laughs> I will. I mean, I'll wear a t-shirt. I'll wear a t-shirt well, with a blazer. I'll wear a top, <laughs> just I'll wear something nicer. So, um, But it, it is a little bit more expensive. Uh, is it the most expensive meal on property, I believe? Uh, Le Cellier, no. I mean, that would be Victorian Alberts. But, oh, yes, uh, yes. But Le Cellier is a little on the pricey side, but it is a nice, like, fancy night out type of thing. It's known for being delicious. Oh, and yeah. in our experience, trying these at the previous food and wine festivals, um, absolutely amazing. So it's definitely on our short list. I cannot recommend that Canadian cheddar bacon soup enough. It is so good. The only issue I have with it is that sometimes when food and wine starts, it's pretty hot out, and you don't want hot soup. That's literally exactly what I was about to say. It's basically hot cheese. Yeah. Well, the thing was, last year when we were having it, um, there wasn't a... Like, Epcot wasn't open late at night. Right. So now it's going to be open later at night, so you should be able to have your Hot cheese at (laughs) night. Your hot cheese soup later at night where the sun isn't blazing down on you because... A cup of hot cheese in, you know, 95 degree weather. I mean, you might want to take a nap after that. Right. So Exactly. Uh, up next, we have the Appleseed Orchard, which is also in Canada. It's inside the Canada Theater. And we have a couple of food items and a ton of beverages. Um, this is more of a um, like a beer and cider type station. Uh, with a couple of dessert options. There's an apple crumble tart, which sounds really good, and there's apple chips. I don't know exactly what that means. I don't know if it's like fried sliced apples or... Maybe like freeze-dried chips? Maybe. Or maybe it's just like cut-up apples. I don't know. I have no idea, but it doesn't say. So there are act- there's actually one drink I do want to mention on here because it sounds adorable, and I would very much like to try it. Um, there is a drink called the Ivanhoe Park Brewing Company Appley Ever After oh. Green Apple Sour Ale. And you should it's, reach out and find that. <laughs> reach out and find your Appley Ever After. <laughs> <laughs> that was terrible. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, it, it, it was terrible. But it's right here in Orlando. So Yay. that's an adorable name. Kudos to them for doing that. Um, but Definitely the Appleseed Orchard um, over in the in the Canada Theater is going to be more geared towards drinks. So we're going to move on to more of our food. And uh, shout out to uh, our friend Jack from DSMY Newscast, where we actually hung out with him at the uh, the Apple Orchard with him two years ago. Yeah, that, I can't when believe that was here. two years ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Up next, we have the Tangerine Cafe Flavors of the Medina. And there's a lot of things on this menu here, and I do believe that it is very similar to the menu that was at Tangerine Cafe. Uh, we have food items. We have fried falafel pita with tahini sauce. There's grilled kebabs with couscous, tomato onion salad, and garlic aioli. 
There's a lemon garlic chicken, mm. a Moroccan spiced lamb. Oh, lamb is so good. Harissa marinated beef tenderloin tips. I'm not quite sure what harissa is, but that sounds really good. Yeah. Stone baked Moroccan bread with hummus, zalouk, and zao dips. Ooh. There if I go. said that correctly. <laughs> Hopefully. Uh, <laughs> All those Moroccans are going to be like, ah, Danny. I'm, ah. I'm very sorry. My apologies. And last, we have the pistachio cake with cinnamon pastry cream and candied walnuts. If that cinnamon pastry cream is the same stuff that's in those fried cinnamon rolls from Flower and Garden, then mm-hmm. yep, I'm in on that. I'll just have to eat the candied walnuts because you're, you're <laughs> not a fan of, of yeah, those. Yeah, I'll just flick them off (laughs) no just (laughs) let me eat them don't flick them off i'll flick them off towards you but i definitely think this is a awesome addition this is a brand new booth and so this is an awesome addition to food and wine now we also have a a a grease booth which is over near morocco i'm assuming it's in that little tucked away smaller place you know what i'm talking about yes um the first thing that's offered is spanakopita which is great it's it's uh it's spinach and cheese inside of like a flaky crust which is really really good um and then there's griddled cheese with with pistachios and honey more pistachios for me yeah (laughs) and lamb moussaka i don't know what that is I don't know what any of those are, but I will say that one thing that we found is trying some of these has been like very, very surprisingly good. So sometimes we'll kind of go, well, I don't know if I'm going to like that, but that's the beauty of food and wine. You get to try something and a lot of times uh, you'll find that you like something you didn't expect to. Especially from over near Morocco. Yeah, you know, in past festivals we've had the uh, remember the the shrimp with the couscous and the and the seafood oh, that was from so there. So good, yeah. And then we had that that blue corn pancake thing. I can't remember what it was called. Yeah, but that was were both from that area. Yeah, and those were both really tasty. So if you, even if you don't know how to pronounce something or you you hear about something that um, sounds kind of good. Give it a whirl and see if you like it. If you don't, you don't. It's not that expensive. And the nice thing is being able to be at Food and Wine. I mean, neither of us have ever lived in a part of the country that serves a lot of Greek food. Right. And so this introduces these kinds of food to us. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm, I'm so excited to try these because, again, every time we try something that we've never tried before from places like... Um, from Greece, from Morocco, around that area, um, we always end up liking it more than we think that we're going to. Yeah. Uh, the next booth is Hops and Barley, and that is the regular booth that is in the American Adventure Pavilion for food and wine. Uh, the food offerings are a New England lobster roll, lobster with herb mayonnaise on a griddled roll, which, guys, I'm a New Englander. I know my seafood. I love lobster. I love lobster rolls. And this really surprised me last year. It was way better than I thought it would be. See, when I tried it, I was like, oh, this is really good. But I didn't have like an idea of how to compare it. Yeah. But the fact that you like it, it was speaks great. volumes. It was really good. Uh, the next item is a hot beef sandwich with horseradish cream and pickled vegetables. And then for dessert, to wrap it up, you've got a freshly baked carrot cake with cream cheese icing. Um, carrot cake is delicious. I love carrot cake. How do you feel about carrot cake? I am indifferent to carrot oh, cake. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I think it's really tasty. I I mean, I, I do think that depending on how it's made, I, I like it. Um, uh-huh. It's just not on my top of things that I enjoy dessert-wise. Uh, 
But I would honestly try everything from this booth, especially what? with you, especially if you like carrot cake. Yeah. <laughs> and one thing that I've noticed on this menu under beverages, you know, typically America is more of like the Bud Light, Sam Adams type of thing. Um, there's some wines, there's some ciders, there's some IPAs. But the thing that's on the top is from 81 Bay Brewing Company. It's strawberry and lime. I don't know what that is, if it's a cider or if it's a beer, but that sounds kind of good. Yeah. Well, there's one more that's catching my eye while I'm looking at it is the Bold Rock Roast Coffee Hard Cider. Mm. And that's from Mills River, North Carolina. And I know that we we like coffee and we've tried different hard ciders that are coffee flavored. So that might be something that's also delicious. Yeah. But, um, you know, they, they're going to have a flight there. So that might be something that we need to to sample. For sure. Uh, as we mentioned at the top of the show, there is a new booth at the American Adventure Pavilion, uh, and it is inside the rotunda, like where you go in to go see the show. And there's three items there. There's the chilled smoked shrimp salad. There's also the wild mushroom and truffle tart with gr- I, Gruyere. Gruyere and cream. I, I, li- yeah, I, th- I think it's creme fraiche. I am literally the worst <laughs> at pronouncing all of these things, guys. And the last one is a chilled crab and avocado parfait with caviar. Oh, man, I could have said that one. I, <laughs> I would have gotten that one right. However... That looks really interesting in that photo. Regardless of me butchering some of the ways to say this, everything here looks delicious. It does, and, and nice and fresh. Now, if you've been listening to us for a while, um, you know that we are big fans of seafood. We love our sushi. Um, we, we cook our own seafood at home. Mm-hmm. So sign us up for anything that has seafood in it, basically. For sure. Uh, the next booth that is going to be opening on July 15th today um, is Germany. And there's a lot of returning items from Germany, which we're going to go over right now. And I think you you pronounce it, it's Schinkenoodlen. And wow. that is pasta gratin with ham, onions, and cheese. And I've heard really good things about this from past festivals. I've never had it, but I'm definitely going to try it this year because I've heard really, really great things about Hard it. Hard to say, easy to eat is yeah. what, is what I'm going to assume. That is, that is a mouthful. Yeah. They also are going to have a roast bratwurst in a pretzel roll. And an apple strudel with vanilla sauce. Yeah, apple strudel. Yeah, sounds good. I would. All of that sounds and the wonderful to try. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that's Norway. Never mind. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then one thing that stands out to me is because I love the the Schafferhofer grapefruit beer that they normally have. There is a Schafferhofer wild cherry Hefeweizen at the uh, Germany booth this year. You are on your own with that one. <laughs> I am. I am not a fake cherry. Like I like. Like fake cherry. I like real cherries, like fresh cherries. But outside of that, I'm not a big fan of like fake cherries. Fine. But um, I'll go by myself. No, don't go by yourself. You you get it, and I'll try it, and we'll see how I like it. (laughs) Whatever, dude. But I I am excited about this booth. Um, They always have delicious stuff, and it's always a must when you're walking around Epcot during the festival. Absolutely. The next. the next booth that we have to cover here that is opening today, July 15th, the first day of the Epcot Food and Wine Festival, is the Swanky Saucy Swine near Disney Traders. And like I said at the top of the show, it sounds like it has to do with pig. And looking at these items, it's all pig-based. Oh my goodness. And note, there is no plant-based stuff No, at the Swanky Saucy Swine. There's only pig-based stuff for this. <laughs> Poor Pua. Oh, well, p- 
first. There's the crispy <laughs> barbecue pork rinds with pimento cheese. Yum. Then there's going to be a roasted porchetta with pork fat, roasted rosemary potatoes, and lemon parsley salsa verde. Oh, sounds so good. Um, a soy glazed sticky ribs with sticky ribs. with green onions and peanuts. <laughs> it's just if you guys I can mean, see Bill's face. <laughs> the peanuts, you can hold the peanuts. Hold the nuts, please. I will I'll eat the peanuts. I'll flick them at you. Fine, I'll eat all of them as you throw them to me. <laughs> and then last is a crispy pig ear salad with fire roasted tomatillo sauce, pickled red onions, queso fresco, roasted corn, salsa, and avocado cream. That sounds really tasty. I'm not sure what pig ears taste like, but everything else, that whole mix of the tomatillo sauce and the queso fresco and the roasted corn salsa and avocado, that sounds good. So I will say that um, if we look on um, some of these, I, I believe that crispy pig ears almost sound like, it, it reminds me of the dog chews that you can get. <laughs> yeah, um, sure. Uh, sure. So... I just like I don't I don't even know what to think about this because we've gotten Simba some pig ears. Hey, when in Rome? Yeah, you gotta well, try it. Well, the thing about pig ears is they can be very greasy, and um, the last time I got Simba a pig ear, I got him the biggest one I could find, and he ate the whole thing and then immediately threw up. Oh no! So, um, but. My best guess is that the crispy pig ears, maybe they're not going to be quite as greasy. Yeah. They're, they're probably like crunchy, like a chip almost. Yeah. So maybe like a, um, like a, I, what, what do they call the little pork? Um, pork rinds. Pork rinds. It's yeah. kind of giving me like a pork rindy Well, there's pork feel. rinds on the menu here for that swanky, saucy swine booth. So it, it's probably different than pork rinds, but we'll, uh, we're going to give it a try. I'm very curious to see what this looks like because all I'm picturing is... This delicious salad with the pig ears that you get at like a Petco or a PetSmart <laughs> just dunked on top, which is obviously yeah. not going to be the, the swanky case. saucy swine brought to you by Petco. Yeah. <laughs> not today. <laughs> well, next is going to be Hawaii, and Hawaii is going to be be near Disney Traders. Um, so they are going to have. Kalua pork sliders with sweet and sour dull pineapple chutney and spicy mayonnaise. Do you remember how good that was last year? Oh, so good. That yes. That pork slider was so good. And with the sweet, um, the pineapple chutney and the spicy mayo, it was a great combination of spicy and sweet. Um, excellent, excellent, excellent decision to get that Kahlua pork slider. Also, the next item we did have that as well last the, year. Yeah, the teriyaki glazed spam hash with potatoes, peppers, onions, and spicy mayonnaise. Now, when you think spam, you think canned meat, which mm. is just eh. But spam, when you cook it right, is really salty and really tasty. And then they made this hash with like a teriyaki glaze that had, like Danny just said, potatoes, peppers, onions, and spicy mayo in it. And that spicy mayo was the rock star of that dish. The perfect sweet and spicy. Um, both of those uh, last year in the Hawaii booth were spectacular choices. Absolutely. Now, there's something new that is definitely going to be something that we're going to want to try. Uh -huh. It's tuna pokey with eel sauce, spicy mayonnaise, and crispy shrimp chips. Take my money now. What? Crispy shrimp chips. I don't know what that is, but pokey, eel sauce, and spicy mayo is the thing that dreams are made of. 
for real. And then we're just going to follow up that dream with the last thing, passion fruit cheesecake with toasted macadamia nuts. I'll flick the nuts at you. I will eat the nuts on any <laughs> anything that comes. I do, I do enjoy those. Yeah. But I do want to say that this booth for me is a really good representation of trying things that you don't expect to like yes. and enjoying it because I very much tend to uh, not enjoy things that are normally savory or salty and end up having a lot of sweetness added to it. However, everything that we tried at that this booth, I really, really enjoyed. And I think because it had like a really fresh pineapple flavor. So yeah. the sweetness was a natural sweetness where sometimes when something's not supposed to be sweet, it's just like sugar, like sweetness just to be sweet. Right. Now, um, over in Japan, <clears throat> they have a drink called the Tokyo Sunset, and it is amazing. If you haven't had a Tokyo Sunset, do yourself a favor and go to Japan, not actual Japan, Epcot Japan, right? and have a Tokyo Sunset. You'll thank me later. Anyway, on the Hawaii menu under beverages, there's one thing that I did notice that they actually offer a Aulani Sunrise, and that is vodka with dull pineapple juice and grenadine. Ooh. And I think that would taste very similar to the Tokyo Sunset. Okay. So give that a whirl. I, I might try that too. I'm definitely down to try that. Now, one thing, when I was scrolling through before we started the show, was, there was one booth that really caught my eye because I had never seen anything like this at Food & Wine. And inside the Epcot Experience Building, where they currently have the whole future of Epcot display and the, the little 10-minute show that shows all the new things that are coming to Epcot, it sounds like... There's a brand new booth in there called Brew Wing, and it's a play on words. It's brewing or brew and wings, um, and it's, like I said, it's going to be inside the Epcot experience, and it just looks like there's a ton of different wings and a ton of different beers. Oh, my goodness. There's so many yummy wings on here. Well, let's go through them. Yeah. The first is going to be a garlic Parmesan wing. My with, favorite wing. With celery and ranch. Um, a barbecue wing with celery and ranch. They're all with celery and ranch. Well. You don't have to say it every time. Teriyaki sesame wings with celery and ranch. <laughs> not blue cheese. Blue cheese. <laughs> Traditional <laughs> buffalo wings with celery and blue ranch. Cheese. Also not blue cheese. And mango habanero wings with celery and ranch and also not blue cheese. That sounds um, like a good sweet and spicy. But who knows? They might have blue cheese available. Yeah. They, they're also going to be offering a cheese flatbread and a pepperoni flatbread. So they're going to have some little flatbread pizzas available. I mean, what better combo is there than pizza and wings? Uh, Those go hand none. in hand. There are no better combos than pizza and wings. Peanut butter Aside and jelly? Aside from Bill and Danny, there's no other combo. Oh, that's I so know, cute. I know, I know. I totally agree. <laughs> <laughs> but pizza and wings, um, which wing are you, what's the first one that pops out to you for like that I, one? Like I said, right after you said it, garlic parmesan is my all-time favorite wing. I love garlic parm wings from anywhere. Um, so I'm definitely going to try that. I like teriyaki wings as well. I'm a big wuss when it comes to spice, so I don't know if I'll do the buffalo wings. Depending on how spicy they are, I'll let you try it first and be the guinea pig. Um, barbecue wings, I'd try those. And mango habanero wings kind of scare me. So this is a really good example of something that I am concerned that for my taste buds might have a little too much sweetness, like the mango habanero, the teriyaki, and the barbecue. All of those I would usually lean away from if I was just going to go get wings. But for this, I would probably try them just because they're probably delicious. But I would personally love to try the garlic Parmesan and the traditional buffalo wings. Sounds good. And then a probably pepperoni flatbread, right? 
Yeah. That sounds pretty good. And now one uh, beverage that kind of stood out to me here, and it it because food and wine does take place during the fall. Yay! Is a Blake's Hard Cider Company Apple Lantern Roasted Pumpkin. 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 I don't know if that's like a pumpkin cider because it's from a hard cider company or it's just a, a, a beer from that company. But I see the word pumpkin and my ears are like, yay! Oh, I love pumpkin stuff. G- give me all. I'm so basic. Give me all the ho- fall and holiday stuff <laughs> right now. Pumpkin and apple cinnamon and all of those things. Yep. Um, I do want to say that there's actually two other beers on here that kind of perk my ears up. Um, the first one is going to be the Wicked Weed Brewing Watermelon Dragon Fruit Session Sour. And that's from Asheville, North Carolina. And the second one I wanted to mention was the Ivanhoe Park Brewing Company Pineapple Vibes Blonde Ale right here in Orlando, Florida. Sweet. I think all of those I would just order in one swoop. Absolutely. Um, now, this booth looks like a lot of fun. And it is called the Donut Box. And it's over by Test Track. And it's exactly what it sounds like. It is a bunch of donut-themed items. And the first thing on the menu is a candy jar donut made with M&M's, Snickers, and Twix. That looks sweet. That looks <laughs> that looks like a lot. Um, there's a sriracha glazed donut, which sounds horrendous to me. But I, I think it has just a bit of sriracha. I hope so, because I might die. <laughs> We don't want that. (laughs) Um, There's a surprise. There's a chef's donut of the day. We don't know what that is, but maybe it's something crazy. Um, The donut box is the pack of the four daily donuts, whatever they're offering that day. And then the one thing that really caught my eye was a there's a crispy chicken sandwich that's on a sriracha glazed donut. This is giving me very much Everglazed vibes, yeah, yeah. Because we, which is great, by the way, we've really liked those sandwiches. Their their breakfast sandwich is absolutely incredible on the donut. And when you hear it, you're like, "Uh, what?" But this is one of those things that makes me have that same kind of reaction. But because we've really enjoyed um, the Everglazed sandwiches, I really think this is going to be good. I I really do. I don't think the sriracha is going to be like shockingly spicy. But I could be wrong. I could be wrong. We can hope. Um, Another booth that's over by Test Track is a booth that is returning from last year. It's called Flavors from Fire, hosted by the NFL on ESPN. Um, And the first thing on the menu is something we did try last year, and I remember really, really, really liking it. And it's the corned beef corner route. And it's smoked corned beef with crispy potatoes, cheese curds, pickled onions, and beer cheese fondue. So good. You remember that? that? Oh, yeah. That was so delicious. That was fantastic the second thing is going to be the chimichurri up offense oh nope the chimichurri up offense charred <laughs> it, it's it's a football theme so it's chimichurri up offense oh like hurry up offense oh sure you, you got it dude <laughs> oh no <laughs> the chimichurri up offense it's charred chimichurri steak on a smoked corn cake with pickled vegetable slaw and cilantro aioli um it sounds better than yeah. Than my attempt at pronouncing it, um, but that I don't. I can't remember if we had tried that. I don't think that was on the menu last year. It may have been. Don't yell at me if it was. <laughs> but uh, I don't remember trying that. Um, one thing I do remember trying recently, though, is when we went to Tusker House, we did have charred steak with chimichurri on it. Um, that was decent. The steak was kind of not so flavorful, but the topping was pretty good. Yeah. Um, so definitely, we'll, we'll probably try that. 
And then the, <coughs> excuse me, the last thing is the s'mores whoopie pylon. <laughs> you know what a pylon is? No. It's the, it's like a orange rectangle thing that's on the corner of the end zone that you have to get inside to score the touchdown. Well then, how hilarious. The s'mores <laughs> whoopie pylon is a smoked chocolate cake, graham cracker, marshmallow, chocolate ganache, and candied bacon. I don't know how I feel about that one. Yeah, that sounds interesting. I don't I, know what smoked chocolate cake is. I don't know. It's one of those things where I feel like we would have to try it for science. Yeah, um, right. And then we could kind of see if it was delicious or, you know, never eat it again. Right. But right. Um, I mean, with, with something like that, that kind of mixture, it's always worth a go. Now, um, we're going to go on to the next booth. So the next booth is going to be Mexico. And in Mexico, we're going to have chilequiles con chorizo. Chilequiles. And crispy corn tortillas tossed in salsa verde and Monterey Jack cheese topped with crema mexicana, queso cojita, pickles, onions, and ground chorizo. Yum. That whole thing sounds amazing. Oh my gosh. Chilequiles are so good. Anything with chorizo, I'm down to try it. So the second is going to be taco de ribeye. Shaved ribeye, red onions, poblano peppers on a corn tortilla with ranchero salsa, cojita cheese, and chives. That sounds really good, too. And the last one, I do not know how to say. Capirotada. De, De cho chocolate. Abuelita <laughs> chocolate bread pudding served with a chocolate cream and galal. I, I, oh, my goodness. <laughs> Guys, check out the menu. You can, see, you can follow along with what we're talking about here. Uh, we'll post it to the uh, the website when we post the episode. Uh, yeah, but yeah, 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 follow along with these horrendous um, um, pronunciations angle. that Danny's doing right now. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> I promise I've only drank water today. I swear. Probably, yeah, I thought you were like a Mexican food connoisseur. Uh, yeah, but I don't speak it very well. You don't speak Mexican. <laughs> I don't speak Spanish. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't speak Mexican food. I, I just, you know what, I, I, I don't I even know. What, I, I love you too, but I don't even know what to say about the horrendous pronunciation <laughs> that I'm offering today. Uh, there's a couple of margaritas on that menu too, so definitely go ahead and check that out uh, for Mexico. Uh, our next booth that is opening on July 15th, aka today, is France, and I want to see you try to do this one. Oh no! Okay, beignet. Fromage. Fromage. Warm beignet filled with three cheeses. Yes, please. A croissant ou escargot. There you go. Escargot croissant with garlic and parsley. Also sounds good. Although escargot is snails, if you didn't know that. Mm. Um, but I would be willing to try it for science. Coque vin. <laughs> I don't know. I, you're going to have to I take think it's, this I one. I think it's Coq Auvin and Pomme Dauphine. Chicken braised in burgundy <laughs> wine with bacon and puffed potatoes. Just read the English part. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And then the uh, the last one is uh, creme brulee uh, Grand Marnier. Uh, and then that is uh, creme brulee vanilla with Grand Marnier liqueur. So that sounds really, really good. After the way I'm pronouncing these, I definitely need something with alcohol from this menu. <laughs> and uh, Right. And then I, I don't know if, I, if you've had it before. I haven't had it before, but I've heard really good things about the uh, martini slushies in, uh, in France. I have heard good things about it. I've also very much wanted to get the boozy ice cream in France. Oh, yeah. 
Um, when my family was visiting, I believe back in December, uh, we ran all the way to the ice cream shop and it was supposed to be closing in like, I think it was like 45 minutes, mm -hmm. the whole park and yep. they were already closed oh. and we had literally walked from spaceship earth all the way to France. Oh no. And I was just like, <laughs> but, but we wanted our boozy ice cream. That's a bummer. Yeah, it was, it was a bummer. So that will definitely be on the list along with hitting up this booth in France because this looks amazing. For sure. Um, the next booth moving right down is Italy. And we're not going in any particular order around World Showcase. We're just going in the order that's on the menu. We're skipping over the things that are opening October, which we're going to touch on at the end of the episode here. Um, but Italy is next, and that is the Mezzaloon Crocanti. I think that's how you say it. It's crispy half-moon breaded mozzarella filled ravioli with pomodoro sauce. That so, sounds pretty good. So cheese. Yeah. So <laughs> Delicious chia. cheese. Right. <laughs> Um, there's another ravioli. It's a grilled chicken ravioli with Alfredo sauce, Romano cheese, and prezzemolo. I don't know what that is, but that sounds good. Yeah. Anything with Alfredo sauce, I'm down for that, too. And then the bombolini. Bombolini. Cream-filled Italian donut with raspberry sauce and powdered sugar. That's, yeah, done. I'm All in. of it. I'm in. All of it. And then they've got your typical you know, Italian drinks. you got Moscatos and Proseccos and Pinot Grigios and everything that ends in O. It's... Uh, that's the Italian drink list for you. I'll take it all. Absolutely. Now, uh, the next ones that we're going to talk about, we usually spend a lot of money at these booths. Uh -huh. um, the first one's going to be China, and they are going to have a pan-fried chicken dumplings with house-made sweet and spicy sauce. That sounds good. A Z uh, I think I said that wrong. Ziron beef bao bun, grilled beef with cumin. Oh, to have a good bao bun again. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> guys, guys. Uh let me see the last one. And then crispy fried pepper shrimp with spicy Szechuan noodles. Yes, please. And we just have to rewind for a second. We we talked last week about a... Bend the bow. Bend the bow. A, a quick serve place at Universal Studios Orlando. City Walk. At City Walk. And guys, this place that was supposed to specialize in bow buns was horrendous. Specialize in bad buns. Yeah. For real, though. Ben the, ben, ben the Bad. It shouldn't have been called Ben the Bow. I still say it should have been called Ben the Bad. It wasn't the worst thing I've ever eaten, but it was not worth going to again. I felt like they stole our money. How, sure. How dare they have charged us for yeah. that is how I felt it, about it. it. It cost us almost 20 bucks for four baby bows. Yes. And it was just no. But here's the thing. We're going to get to try another fantastic bow bun because Disney does bow right real quick you know what that reminded me of now that we are, have been kind of an on an adventures avengers kick yes. recently is you know that scene in avengers endgame where um, ant-man is sitting outside the avengers headquarters holding the tacos and yeah the, and the quinjet lands and it blows his tacos away well it like blows all the um the stuff out the of stuffing it. out of it and he's just holding the taco shells but yeah you know what those bow buns reminded me of what when Hulk is holding the tacos. Yes, <laughs> that's exactly what it was like. It was so there small. There was so small. Like that was exactly what, that is spot on. <laughs> spot on. It just randomly popped in my head. I had to say it. And you know what? Honestly, with the amount of uh, of the, the stuff that was in the bow, it, the Quinjet might as well have like <laughs> blown all the stuff, all the stuff out of it. It was, it was just... I'm still like offended about that almost. Yeah. I'm like, wow, that how 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 did how did that like just slip through the cracks? I I don't understand. But here's the thing, guys, 
you can try an amazing bao bun at Disney in China. This is one of the things we were referring to in the fact that we are actually fairly spoiled in that sense for, for bao. So definitely if you like bao or you've never tried it and want to, don't go to City Walk, go to China and Epcot. Um, the next place we're going to talk about is Japan. And this is another place we spend a lot of money. Yeah. So what's yeah. what do we have in Japan? We love our Asian food. We love uh, Chinese and Japanese food. But the first thing we have in Japan is a teriyaki chicken bun. It is a steamed bun filled with chicken, vegetables, and teriyaki sauce. We have a tempura shrimp sando, which is crunchy shrimp served with yuzu crab, green onions, and eel sauce. That oh sounds my, really that good. That sounds amazing. Look at, look at that. That sounds really good. That's right up my alley. It's like a crab. It's like a crab lobster roll almost with like shrimp on top. Oh my of it. goodness! That sounds really good. Um, and then uh, spicy hako sushi, which is spicy tuna and salmon served box style with red tempura crunch and volcano sauce. The only thing that concerns me is that word volcano sauce. Again, but spicy tuna is my favorite sushi, and salmon is right there. It's like a one A one B type situation. Um, so I'm definitely going to try that. Hopefully it's not too spicy for me. I just think Disney spice is never like, it's like family friendly spice. Yeah, it's volcano sauce. Yeah, but I, it's just... I, the floor I is lava. I just really think that it's it's not going to be as bad as okay. you think. But I could be wrong. I could be totally wrong. Now, um, there is one more thing that we wanted to say before we talk about the ones that open October 1st. Um, there's always a funnel cake booth. Yes. And uh, the funnel cake booth that they're going to be having, uh, the special funnel cake. So they normally have like regular funnel cakes, like, you know, go to your Fiesta Texas or our, what is it called? Six Flags to the rest of the world. Yeah. And you get a funnel cake or you get a turkey leg there. Those are like basic theme park foods. Well, they are going to have like funnel cakes, but then they always have a special funnel cake. And this one is going to be a mini candied bacon s'mores funnel cake with vanilla ice cream. That could be interesting. I don't know how I feel about that. I'm not sure. I don't really like the the putting the bacon on dessert things. I'm not a huge fan of that. Because it's never like hot like bacon crumbles. It's just like kind of rubbery bacon. Yeah. You know what I mean? I feel like that might be too much. But I feel like if we had like one other person who wanted to try it, it would be a really good thing to try to split. Yeah. Now, um, is there anything else we want to mention before we jump into what they're going to bring us October 1st? Uh, not really. Joffrey's has a couple of special drinks. You can check out the menu on our website, a couple of parkhoppers.com, where this episode is posted. But we're going to scroll all the way back up in our menu here. We're going to briefly cover the things that are coming on October 1st. Um, in phase two of the uh, Taste of Epcot International Food and Wine Festival of 2021. So the first thing that we're going to touch on here is the Ireland booth near the United Kingdom. And that is opening October 1st, like we said. And the first thing that's featured is a fisherman's seafood pie. Yes, please. That sounds so good. That looks like when I see it. it almost looks like mac and cheese. Seafood pie. Yeah, it looks delicious. Yeah. Um, I definitely want to try that. Um, they're also going to have a warm chocolate pudding cake with Irish cream liqueur custard. Yum. Uh, yeah, that sounds like an amazing dessert. And lastly, at this booth at Ireland near the United Kingdom is going to be roasted Irish sausage. I cannot even speak <laughs> English today. Roasted Irish sausage. That, oh, that, no. one's, that one's really easy to pronounce. Can you pronounce it for me, please? Ro roasted Irish sausage. <laughs> no. <laughs> roasted Irish sausage with cold can and potatoes and onion gravy. Oh, my 
Goodness, thank you. You're welcome. Uh, one thing that stands out on the bottom here is the Guinness Bailey's Shake. That sounds really interesting. I don't know if that's like a milkshake or not, but it probably tastes like an Irish car bomb, which are absolutely incredible. Yeah. Um, the next uh, October 1st booth opening is Brazil, and that'll be between France and Morocco. And uh, God, for, God forbid I screw these up, but the first one is Moqueca. And it's Brazilian seafood stew featuring scallops, shrimp, and whitefish with coconut lime sauce and steamed rice. That kind of sounds a little bit like the, the that couscous, uh, dish? The couscous dish yeah. that we like. So that would definitely be something but that we, we would I'd have to like, try. I think I'd like the steamed rice better than couscous, personally. See, I really like couscous, but Not I would definitely fan. try that. But you liked the... I like the dish because I like the flavors and the stuff in it, but the couscous, I would always swap it out for rice if I could. Yeah, I, I, I get that. I get that. But that's something that's going to be amazing to try after October 1st. Yeah. Um, next is going to be a crispy pork belly with black beans, tomato, and onions. And last is going to be a Brazilian cheese bread. <laughs> you skipped the pronunciation. Yep. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even try. I'm going to say, I think it's pau de queijo. There we go. I have stumbled all through this episode in terms of pronunciation, so <laughs> I'm just I'm I'm waving the white flag. I'm just gonna I'm gonna do my best. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the next October first opening is Belgium, and th- when you hear Belgium, what do you think of? Cheese? Waffles. Oh, waffles. Right. Yeah. And of course, two of the three items on this menu for Belgium feature Belgian waffles. I don't know why in my brain I was thinking cheese. I don't know. Your brain's funky today. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Maybe because I was seeing the smoked gouda. Oh, that sounds amazing. Yeah. Beer braised beef with smoked gouda mashed potatoes. Yes, please. Then you're going to have a Belgian waffle with warm chocolate ganache. Yep. And a Belgian waffle with berry compote and whipped cream. Just compote. You don't even make it complicated. <laughs> Compote. Episode done. (laughs) (laughs) Um, One thing that stands out to me that sounds really delicious is a chilled coffee featuring Godiva chocolate liqueur. Ooh. That sounds really good. That sounds really good. Right? It's like a chocolatey coffee drink. I would definitely want to try maybe a waffle. I think with the the waffle with the berry and then the beer braised beef sounds really good. Absolutely. Uh, the next item up for bids? <laughs> no, it's not Price is Right. Uh, the <laughs> next, the next uh, booth that's opening October first in Phase Two of the International Food and Wine Festival is Spain, and that's located in between Italy and Germany. And there is a charcuterie board. It says with a selection of imported Spanish meats, cheeses, and olives with an herb vinaigrette. That sounds really good. Uh, Spanish style paella with rice, chorizo, and shrimp. Yes, please. And a seafood salad with shrimp, bay scallops, mussels, extra virgin olive oil, white balsamic vinegar, and smoked paprika. All of those sound pretty good. Everything sounds amazing there. Um, I do think that charcuterie is something that we usually tend to skip just because it always feels like an expensive Lunchable. <laughs> yeah, um, right. But This one looks fancy in that photo, though. Right. It, it's just a very fancy Lunchable. It's Spanish. It's imported Spanish meats, cheeses, and olives. See, that might be worth it, but... I feel like we usually tend to skip it because we yeah. want to try things that are already cooked for us. Unless you get the charcuterie at Oga's Cantina. That's, oh, yeah. That's pretty good. Go try yeah. that. Yeah, that, that is very good. Well, we definitely want to try all of those. Um, the next one that's going to be opening um, on October 1st is going to be the Alps near Germany. And that's going to have a warm raclette Swiss cheese with alpine ham, baby potatoes, 
I don't know how to say that. And Corn- Cornichons. Cornichons. What's a cornichon? I'm not sure, but I know how to say it. Oh, maybe it's pickles. That looks like um, it's it has like different pickles. Oh, and they such. look like gherkins. Like little gherkins and baguettes. So you get some bread with that too. Um, and then the second one is going to be a warm raclette Swiss cheese with baby potatoes, cornichons, and baguettes. So one comes with ham, one does not. And then last is going to be blueberry and almond tart. Frangipan. <laughs> Frangipan tart with... I can't these creme fraiche. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I got to I got to like really work on my pronunciation. We're going to have to go around to each of those booths and ask them how to say it. Say it and for me. And get it on please. video so you can get it right. Please say it for me. <laughs> um but yes, the Alps, all of that sounds really good too. What are your thoughts on Swiss cheese because I'm not a fan? I like Swiss cheese in small amounts. It's not my favorite cheese. It's just it's too it's almost like too bitter for me. I'm not. A, I'm not a huge fan. I, I like Swiss. Like I, if it's intended to be part of a dish, I do like to try it as part of that dish to see how I like it. Yeah. So um, I like to see how flavors were intended to be tried. Sure. Uh, the next booth that is opening October first is Kenya, and that was is going to be located in that African outpost area. Um, and that the food items offered in Kenya are the Kenyan coffee, barbecue beef tenderloin with sweet potato and corn mealy pap, and kachumbari slaw. That sounds interesting. I feel like I need to give you a round of applause for the, how <laughs> great you are at pronouncing all and these things. And the piri piri skewered shrimp with citrus scented couscous. Citrus scented couscous. Not citrus flavored. It's citrus scented. scented. Yes. You just take a whiff and it smells like oranges. Yeah. But I, I mean, <laughs> it. that's... Both of those sound really good. Yeah. They sound like very unique dishes. Um, and I do feel like when it comes to Kenya, that that's usually hidden away. Like, I feel like we general, generally never stop in Kenya because it's usually on the way to, like, something else. Well, it's, it's the African outpost that's, that's right near the bridge. Right. And I've had uh, people that I've gone with try the uh, beef tenderloin. Um, over in Africa, I think it had something different, but there was the coffee barbecue okay. beef tenderloin, and they always say that it's really, really? good. Yeah. Because coffee barbecue sounds like a weird combo, but it sounds like something I would like to try just to say I tried it. Yeah. I would um, definitely try it. Um, yeah. I think that was back when like all this kind of started and we weren't like sharing dishes with people. <laughs> right, right. I w- we were like, oh, you eat yours, I'll eat mine. How was it? Good? All right, I'll try it next time. Yeah. So, um, but you know, that stuff in Kenya sounds absolutely delicious. Um, our next booth that's going to be opening on October 1st is going to be India, and that's going to be near China. And they're going to have a warm Indian bread with pickled garlic, mango salsa, and corridor pesto dips. They're also going to have a korma chicken with rice, crispy chickpeas, and spiced yogurt sauce. And a Madras red curry with roasted cauliflower, baby carrots, chickpeas, and Ben's original basmati rice. Interesting. I'm not sure if I'll end up getting any of the dishes from India because none of them sound particularly great to me. But if I'm there and it's and it's something I haven't crossed off my list in the 129 days of the Food and Wine Festival, right? Maybe I'll try it. And yeah, yeah I'm, I'm always down to try anything. And I'm a, I'm a firm believer if you cannot say that you don't like it if you've never had it. Yeah. I would just say that one of the tough parts about going to food and wine is there's so many delicious offerings. So many. Um, sometimes things that you might want to try, you skip over because either you're, 
you want to save the room you have in your yeah, body right. for the things you really, really want to try. And a lot of times, honestly, eating just plain bread at the festival doesn't feel like a good use of the space in my stomach. Sure, sure. Um, and there's there's about 20 or so booths at the Food and Wine Festival. Yeah. And, you know, there's two or three food items at each one. So you're looking at 40 to 60 food items that you want to try. And sometimes you don't get to them all. It is what it is. Now, speaking of things that we want to try. We have two more booths opening October 1st that we're going to cover. Yes. This is one that I would want to make sure I have space in my stomach to try these things. Yeah. Um, This is going to be a new booth opening October 1st. And this is going to be Lobster Landing. Lobster Landing. Your mission space. You're very good at that. Yeah, Lobster Landing, mission space where you can see Lieutenant Dan tell you how to go to space. Um, well, Mr. New Englander, yeah. would, you, would you like to tell us what's at this booth? Oh, I sure as heck would. It's going to be wicked fun. Here we go. Food items at the Lobster Landing near Mission Space, opening October 1st. New England lobster tail with lobster bisque sauce. Yum. Wicked good. Uh, lobster chowder with bacon, corn, potatoes, and oyster crackers. Yum. Wicked good. Baked lobster dip with Old Bay chips, and those are gluten-wheat-friendly for everyone. New England lobster, New England everything is good for everyone. Thanks, Mr. New England guy. You're welcome. (laughs) See you later. See see you later. Uh, So I'm so glad that Mr. New England guy came by and told Uh, us about that. His name is Sully. Sully? Yes. Thanks, Sully. Short for Sullivan. Sullivan. Yeah. Well, what do you think about what he told us? Uh, (laughs) I, I completely echo his statement. Wicked good. Sounds awesome. Yeah. You know? I, I, I would probably try all of it. Uh, lobster chowder sounds amazing. Lobster chowder sounds amazing, yeah. As long as it's got that thick uh, consistency like a New England clam chowder. It's got to be like a gravy. It cannot be like a watery soup or else it's no good. Yeah. Well, and the, the New England lobster tail, my only concern is how much it's going to cost for that. Yeah, probably. Um, but the baked lobster dip with Old Bay chips. Yeah, that sounds uh, good. Yes, please. Mm-hmm. I will absolutely try that. Um, so that that booth is definitely going to be on our list of we have to hit as soon as possible. Um, but we won't be able to hit that until October 1st. And we have one final booth that we're going to go over that opens October 1st. And it makes me really sad that this um, themed booth isn't opening until October 1st. And it's very different from last year's. Yeah. So this particular booth was in World Showplace last year. Mm-hmm. And um, that booth is going to be the Mac and, Mac and Eats. It's over near Mission Space now. It used to be over in um, World, Showplace. World Showplace. Thank you. Um, and it's going to have four mac and cheeses. It's a little bit different than it was in the past. So they're going to have traditional macaroni and cheese with herb panko, truffle mac and cheese with herb panko, um, cowboy macaroni and Yeehaw! cheese, cowboy <laughs> macaroni and cheese with smoked pork belly, brisket burnt ends, pickled peppers, and onion straws. Oh, giddy up! Giddy up, indeed. And then macaroni and cheese with house made Italian sausage and peppers. And this is plant-based boo no plant-based mac and cheese here's the thing guys we are all for plant-based food if some of it's really good tastes good yeah um in the past the house-made italian sausage and peppers has been delicious the actual cheese sauce that you need in the mac and cheese to make it taste delicious not was 
no, wicked, <laughs> wicked bad, wicked bad, <laughs> <laughs> wicked mediocre. Yes, but I would try all the other mac and cheeses. Oh I w- yeah, I would just not try the plant based again. Part of me bums me out that we can't go over there today and go get a bunch of mac and cheese. Yeah, uh, that we, would be we delicious. We have to wait almost three months to go do that. Yeah, but I mean, what are you gonna do? We got so many other delicious things to try at yeah. Food and Wine, which starts today. On Thursday, July 15th. So how do we feel about the menus? I'm really excited, but there's one thing I kind of want to touch on real quick is that you mentioned the World Showplace Pavilion, Mm -hmm. which is located between the Canada and the UK pavilions. Right. Which in the past has had three or four different booths inside. Like last year, there was a mac and cheese booth. There was like an apple cider something, a cider house or something uh, booth. And then there was a festival favorites booth. And at that festival favorites booth, remember they had those cake pops? Oh, yeah. Um, it's really weird to me that none of these said that they were in the World Showplace Pavilion. So I wonder if that's being used for something else. And there's not going to be a festival favorites booth this year, which is kind of shocking to me. I, I don't know. I, I They could also be renovating it sure. or something. Yeah, it very well could be. I, I don't know. I guess I think that we'll find out. Yeah. Um, who knows if maybe they're even just going to have it open with tables. So, that's also a possibility. So you could just go in and bring your food. But that's what kind of what it was anyway. Right. But like maybe they're going to have more space for people to be inside. Sure. Without booths. I don't know. I don't make those decisions. I thought, just thought it was really interesting that they don't have a festival favorites booth listed here on the menu. But... Like we said, a lot of the things we just covered at the end there are opening October 1st. So maybe in phase two of the Food and Wine Festival, we might be getting a Festival Favorites booth at some point. Yeah. And there's one other thing I want to mention that I'm really excited about. Um, There's also going to be a scavenger hunt. Oh, yeah. And um, I think that I would like to take everybody on this. Um, Possibly do a a video for everybody to kind of see the way it works. Because if you can't make it here... Then, you know, going on this Remy's Ratatouille hide and squeak scavenger hunt might be fun for people. We'll just have to say at the beginning that, you know, to not watch it if you don't want to uh, yeah. to be to, to get all the answers given to you. But we'll we'll see what we're able to do with that. But I'm really excited because I love doing the scavenger hunts. I think they're so much fun. Yeah, the figments brush with the masters that you do for the Festival of the Arts, that's always a, a good time. And you get a fun little prize at the end, and you feel accomplished when you find all the all I, the photos. I do feel accomplished. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, definitely do that scavenger hunt. I think it's like $7.99, and if you have a pass holder, um, or if you have an annual pass, you can get a pass holder discount. Right. Um, or a cast member discount, whatever kind of discounts you guys have. DVC, maybe, probably. Um, but definitely go check that out. It's like It's a really cheap... Um, souvenir slash fun thing to do with the kids and the family or and, Danny uh, or Danny just, <laughs> just Danny um, but you get your your map and you go around World Showcase and you you do what they're um, having you find as far as Remy goes yeah and the the fun thing about these scavenger hunts is you sometimes when you do the food and wine you stay on the outside of the countries like and you don't actually go inside into the the stores and stuff and you kind of get a different look at everything when you're forced almost to go inside and go find Remy or find Figment or find the Easter eggs, whatever it is that you're looking for. So I am so excited first off to do another scavenger hunt. I'm so excited to try all this food and we have so much time to try all this delicious food. 129 days. So long. (laughs) I mean, so long, but I love it. 
I but love it. It'll be nice because there's so much to try that we'll be able to, you know, try everything that we want to in that amount of time. Just like Shakira says in Zootopia, try everything. And we will. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> we definitely will be trying everything. Now, we're going to switch gears a little bit. So I know we've been talking food. We've been talking drink. We've been talking about all the delicious things. However, the next thing we're going to talk about is Run Disney. Now, Run Disney, thank you for that. I appreciate that. Run Disney actually announced recently that they were bringing back in-person races. Now, I will tell you, before we moved to Orlando, running an in-person race at Disney was on my to-do list. However, you have to be able to run. And so for me personally, during uh, quarantine, I actually signed up for a couple races and I've been doing them virtually. Proud of you. Thank you. I'm trying. <laughs> I really am. Cause I, my goal is to be able to do this in-person race. And luckily run Disney just announced that they have brought back these in-person races. So we're going to talk a little bit about those. And it, just in case you guys are wondering what exactly I have been doing, um, First off, I did the virtual Star Wars 5K, and then I signed up for the virtual Lion King Challenge, which is three 5Ks, and you get some Simba-themed medals, which is really cool. And, you know, having our dog's name is Simba, it was kind of like a sign. I was like, all right, I got to do this. So that that virtual 5K goes all the way through August. And so I'm actually currently doing this. And the way a virtual 5K works is you sign up for it, and they give you a date that your time is due. So you can train, you can run it at your leisure. It just, however it fits into your life, you're able to do a virtual 5K. And then once you put your time in, they actually send you a medal. And it's so nice. The medal is so well made. So and you have them, right? I have one of them. So uh, take a picture of it and post it on, online and you can, uh, you can see... The medal that she got for one of the virtual 5Ks is very cool. Yes. And then once I get the Lion King challenge medals, so I'm going to get three medals plus a medal for doing all three 5Ks. Beast mode. Yeah, all four. Um, I'll definitely share those once I get them. So I'm very excited about that. Um, now, in terms of what Disney is bringing back, I think this is awesome. They're bringing back the best of both worlds. So they are keeping the virtual 5Ks and um, they're bringing back the in-person 5Ks. However, what Disney has said is currently they are not quite ready to bring back every element of a run Disney race weekend as COVID-19 guidelines may change before our return to in-person running. Please visit our run Disney website, return to in-person running page for the latest information. So they're just kind of saying, hey, we don't know what it's going to look like. Um, since then, things have, you know, things continue to be opening. So um, so we do hope that it'll come to its full everything. And honestly, I'm not 100% sure what that means. My understanding is there's a lot of entertainment. There's a lot of things where... If I was running a 5K, my friends and family could come. And I think those things are not, uh, are still a little bit up in the air. So um, if you are looking at running a 5K or a marathon in person, uh, make sure that you're checking the website to know exactly what is going on in that sense. So we're going to talk about what they did 
uh, go ahead and announce. So they announced four different race weekends for the 2021 and 2022 year. The first one is going to be the Disney Wine and Dine Half Marathon Weekend. And that is actually going to be happening from November 4th to November 7th, 2021. General registration happened um, July 13th this past week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And I will tell you that currently the 10K is sold out. So um, what they are going to have is the 5K, the 10K, if you got on before it was sold out, the two course challenge, which is a 10K and a half marathon, the half marathon, a post-raced party, and they have all of those available in virtual races minus the post-race party. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So Do you know what the post-race party in- entails? Um, I believe it's being, because this is like the food and wine. It's called the Disney Wine and Dine Half Marathon. Mm-hmm. I believe that it's in the evening, so you get to walk around Epcot after it closes. Oh, cool. Is my understanding. But again, I am very much newer to run Disney. So as we learn, we are going to tell you guys all about it. Yeah. Um, So that was the first one that was announced. So I will tell you guys, I was actually planning on doing this one, but I am actually going to be going home and I am going to, um, I'm going to be coming home the day before the 5k. So if I get home at 11 o'clock at night and I have to get up at three o'clock in the morning, it's just not going to (laughs) be in my best interest. So I did decide not to do this first one coming back. However, The second one that they announced, I am planning to do. And that one is going to be the Walt Disney World Marathon Weekend. That is going to be January 5th through the 9th, 2022. General registration opens July 27th, 2021 at 10 a.m. Eastern. So it's going to open later this month. Now for this one, they're going to have a 5K, a 10K, a half marathon, a marathon, a Goofy's Race and Half Challenge, which is the half marathon and the marathon. And they also have something called the Dopey Challenge, which is a 5K, a 10K, a half marathon, and the marathon. It's just absurd. It's a, it's dopey. <laughs> <laughs> it's 49 miles, right? Over uh, the course of three days I or four days? B- I believe so. It's, it's a lot of miles. But you literally go every day to Disney and run your race. That's crazy. And then... You have all of those virtual races as well. So you could do the Dopey Challenge from the comfort of your own home if you can't make it to Disney. Or if that's just not something that you're able to do right now and you're a runner and want to give that challenge a try. Uh, The next one is going to be the Disney Princess Half Marathon Weekend. And this goes from February 24th to February 27th, 2022. General admission um, or general registration is open on August 24th, 2021 at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. There will be a 5K, a 10K, a half marathon, something called the Fairy Tale Challenge, which is a 10K and the half marathon, virtual races for all of those, and something that I would personally love to do, Just, I just need to decide if I what I need to spend my money on. And this is called the Disney Princess Sunrise Yoga. And this is not a race. This is actually an event where you sign up and you go do yoga in front of the castle. And I don't know about you, but I love yoga. I I do enjoy going to yoga classes. And this sounds like the absolute coolest way to do yoga. I mean, I don't know about you, but I, I think that sounds like a dream come true. Sure. Yeah. And last but not least, um, 
there's going to be the Run Disney Springtime Surprise Weekend, March 31st through April 3rd, 2022. And for that, we don't have any information. They say more information is coming soon. And as we continue through the months, I'm sure that we're going to get a lot more information. But um, I do want to let you guys know, I am running and I my goal is to do a 5K in person in the parks. And in my, um, my personal opinion is that um, for somebody who has never been a runner, I definitely want to be ready to be able to do this sure. in front of other humans. <laughs> well, you will be. I, I believe in you. I'm really excited for you. I'm really proud of you that you're stepping up and doing these things. And hopefully anybody who's out there listening who is on the fence about doing these, maybe they can join you at one of these races. Yes, guys, if you are thinking about doing any of these races, please send us a message. I am all for having people there and meeting up with you guys. Um, this is something, again, that I am brand new to. And I will say also that for somebody who is trying to dip their toe into the Run Disney you know, world, it's a little intimidating. because Some people will come in and be like, oh, uh, I, I run all the marathons. And I'm like, I'm just trying to do a 5K. So it, it is a little bit intimidating, but it's really exciting and something kind of magical to be able to do, you know, that I never had the option to do. So I'm very excited with this announcement that Run Disney has announced um, their return to in-person events. And thank you for supporting me. Um, I, I, I love you. <laughs> Absolutely. I love you too. Um, so with that said, hope you guys enjoyed the episode this week. Uh, look forward to the next 129 days of the Epcot International Food and Wine Festival. Um, let us know if you get to the festival over the next few weeks and let us know if you tried some of the things that we recommended. Let us know if you tried something that we thought that we wouldn't like and let us know how it is. And um, so we really look forward to seeing you guys at Epcot throughout the length of the festival. We'll be on the sidelines cheering Danny on um, as she completes these uh, these goals of hers. So really, really exciting times here at a couple of park hoppers. Uh, more things to come in, in the next couple of weeks. Some exciting things coming our way. And um, thanks for listening. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and all other podcast platforms. Be sure to follow at Park Hoppers Show on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and now join over 10,000 people following us on TikTok. Head over to youtube.com slash a couple of park hoppers and subscribe to our ever-growing channel for theme park videos and more. For easy access to all of our content and to visit our merchandise store, visit a couple of parkhoppers.com. And until next time, we'll, we'll see, see you around, around the, the parks. parks.